0: You're listening to Two Guys, One Album, with Music Insiders, Michael Heideman and Paul
1: Farla. We are two music experts. Three Experts is pushing it. Taking on the greatest albums of all time. Oh, uh, it's a little subjective. Song by song with careful analysis. Alright. I wouldn't say careful. Look, we're having fun with the songs. Two guys, one album. One album. That time again. Time for another episode of Two Guys One Album. That is right. We are back in action after a week off. It's great to see you again, Paul. How's it going, man? It's going well, Michael. I'm really excited
0: to, to do another album with you. Um, this one was your choice. I want to make that clear.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes. Make it absolutely clear. And I stand by this album <laughs> through and through. <laughs> You know, Paul, there's a lot of great bands out there, especially in the world today. Uh, And this is one of the best ones that there is. This is The Strokes. The album is called Is This It? If you can tell by the opening song here on the album. I respect and appreciate the band so much, but I
0: never really got into them. To be honest with you, I think like that was the area of time when I was just really into singer songwriters that were a little more sissy, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did appreciate some of their songs later, and uh, after reading the book "Meet Me in the Bathroom," which is a lot of it, a lot of it, it was about them and their start. I got into them, but. To be honest with you, I've never listened to this album all the way through, even though I owned a copy of the CD for some reason. Er, You've never heard this whole album before? I have not. This is
1: going to be my virgin years, so I'm going to be listening for the first time, which I think will be good. Wow. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because the fact that you were listening to more sissier bands, when this band (laughs) broke on um, the stage... They were kind of like putting a slash through what was going on in music at the time, because this is an album that's fully in this canned kind of microphony, staticky vocals all the way through, and they kind of put a spin on rock and roll and turned into a lot of bands that kind of that New York hipster kind of vibe came to be. Um, they started that New York vibe, I and mean, yeah. a lot of bands after
0: them, they developed or they did a lot of things that open the door for the bands like Kings of Leon and the Killers, which are both some of my favorite bands. Mm -hmm. So... I do appreciate everything they've done, and I do love the hits that I do know, but the deep cuts on this album, I'm going to be listening for the first time with a lot of you people out there.
1: I'm sure that a lot of people haven't heard these, because you know, th- um, last night was the big yep. t- chart topper. We'll get to that. And I'm excited to get to that. That yeah. was a great song, and and it blew away a lot of people. And this was when MTV was at its downcline, and, mm-hmm. or the decline, and I think that- Downcline. The- Whatever, Klein. That's. I feel like we're on an elliptical machine. Maybe Calvin Klein is on the elliptical. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> oh, dear lord. Oh, this is up. Yeah, a bad they, start.
0: They didn't. They didn't have the. Uh the benefit of mtv although they did mtv did support them a little bit right yeah this,
1: so this was it was at kind of the peak but nearing the end of um trl with carson daly i remember there was a lot of uh chart strokes chopping fans. hits, a lot yeah. of strokes fans happening through there and they were from new york so this got a lot of airplay uh just a little background Is this it is the debut studio album by the american rock band the strokes it was recorded at Transportarium in New York City with producer Gordon Raphael. Do you know Gordon? I don't know him personally, no. Oh, he seems like a nice guy. He was a good album. It was released on July 30th, 2001. Uh, It was just, it kind of broke them to be, I mean, the fact that they be kind of became the Beatles of New York, I guess I could put it, and I, I'm speaking very loquaciously, but I I mean that in in the most uh, generic sense. I no,
0: think. they were the the in the aughts. They were the band that created the sound and created the the New York. Status band, uh, whatever you want to call it, that opened the door for a lot of these bands, mm-hmm. and uh, this was the album that that put them on the charts.
1: Absolutely. Do you want to get the song number? Yeah. Two? Let's get. Well,
0: first, let's talk about. Is this it? That's the the song that we oh, yeah. we're listening to, right? Yes, I do know that song, but it never charted, right? It was just there. It's a. We always we always talk about how to start an album, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a pretty good song to start, but it doesn't. You know, it's no Guns and Roses.
1: or <laughs> No, it doesn't or, like uh, kick you right in the crotch or something like that. Kick you at all. It kind of just eases you into a slow lullaby.
0: It's like a, like a, it, it gives you a sense of what's to come, I believe. But you, I don't know what's to come because I don't know the deep
1: cuts. It could be all Guns N' Roses covers for all you know. That's what it could I be. I would be very happy with that. <laughs> it, you know what? It's funny because that opening song, it just starts off and you're like, wow, this band is already too cool for me. I can't even take it.
0: I mean, they it. go right into it. The song starts almost. After like one or two beats, it's already vocals start right away.
1: Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but I like the I like the spinning of the of the record track too, the like spindle. Up top. Yes, and and just going into hearing those canned vocals and then thinking that they're going to switch and then they just go all the way through it. It sets a nice bed to the rest of the album. Let's go to song number two though, which is the modern age, and I'm going to get right to it, right here. I love that billowing bass. and just kind of just drives you in It kind there. of
0: reminds me of The Police, but I really like this yeah. song. I've never heard it. I already like it.
1: The vocals kick on, and, you can, and they have that great driving beat, which is found through a lot of their songs. Uh, of course. Well, the,
0: the guitars are awesome. Albert Hammond is one of the greatest guitarists. I know you just met him.
1: Yes. So... Met Albert Hammond for the first time when he was playing uh, in, at South by Southwest in 2013. And he put on an amazing show. And then, lo and behold, I see him again in 2018 at South by Southwest. And I get to speak to him person to person. I got to tell you, though, I did stray away from the strokes questions, though, with yeah. Albert. Because I think that they're a, little, uh, they're a little touchy when it comes to sure. that group. And I don't know why. It's such a great band. What, I would talk I think about they non nonstop. Friends. Yeah, I think they're still cordial, right? Yeah. So we got, and speaking of that bass, bass is Nikolai Fratior? I'm I'm saying his name so wrong, and I'm sorry, Nikolai. I know it's Nikolai, so we got He's that right. For sure. Uh, the, the, they have the coolest names in this band, by the way. Uh, Julian Casablancas is the lead singer. Yes. Guitarist Nick Valenci, who started a new project called Sierra which is amazing. You should go and check that out. They put out an album which was produced by Josh Home uh, of Queens of the Queens Stone, of Stone Age. Age. And the drummer is Fabrizio Moretti, uh, who dated Drew
0: Barrymore. He did? know that. Yeah, that's Come on, man. Even I knew that. He oh was, man. He was uh Yeah, if you you got to read the book. Got to read the book. Meet I, me in the bathroom. But even before I read the book, I knew that that's how he uh he and Drew Mary were.
1: Are you jealous? Is that why you just threw your pen across the studio No, bowl? I didn't. I didn't. I, I'm not <laughs> Is this I'm are, not, are we going back to the Adam Duritz jealousy? <laughs> did they hang out together in the same God group? God damn it. No.
0: <laughs> he uh he's definitely no Adam Duritz in mm-hmm. terms of uh, women successes, for lack of a better word, famous women uh, conquests. Okay, I don't know if he can say that
1: he didn't date all the friends, but he did date one of the Charlie's Angels. Yes,
0: <laughs> that's a win in my book. But I, you know, she's uh, she's you know, whatever. We're not talking about Drew Barrymore today, but. Uh, I did see them in concert, and I do remember that I was looking to see, because I had VIP tickets, and I wanted to see if she was backstage, Mm -hmm. and she wasn't. Oh. Or maybe she was, but I didn't get to see her. Um, But also, that was one of the concerts where I was the most intoxicated I've ever been in my life. (laughs) so
1: (laughs) is that why okay so that's why you don't know the full album too I went
0: to see I believe they were playing with Fiona Apple at Mm -hmm. what is now the first amphitheater Um, it was an outdoor concert it was was probably 2004 when they first started and I used to book the bands on the side stage Mm -hmm. so we had VIP tickets and uh, I had just won a trial like a big jury trial i was a lawyer back then full-time nice and i got blackout drunk to celebrate with my friend i went to see fiona apple i believe they were the other band but uh i can't remember but i know that was the main band i saw and, and the strokes were on that bill but if you if you remember that concert and if i'm wrong please email us at two guys one album at com. but i'm pretty sure that was it but uh, I do remember looking for Drew Barrymore backstage, and I did not see her.
1: Oh darn! By the way, can, we got an, we got an email now.
0: Oh yeah, we have our email account is up and running. Two guys, one. One album, album at gmail.com.
1: Were you we supposed to say that together? Is that no, I no, it? no. Okay.
0: <laughs> I just want to make sure I didn't say something weird, like two guys, one cup, or something which which, which has
1: nothing to do with. Nothing at this, all. Nothing at all. At all. Uh, we got the next song going on here. It's Soma. called Soma. So let's just go listen to that.
0: a fan. I don't like the vocals canned like that. I really liked Modern Age. I almost want to hear that song again. <laughs> but that this song, does it change at all? Does it? Wh- yeah. What's going to happen next? Stop Sounds like a guitar's out of tune.
1: They get a little angrier at the end, too. Soma, which by the way, if you didn't know what it was, it's the parts of an organism other than the reproductive cells. It's a part of the body as a distinct being from the soul, the mind, or psyche. So... Is that it's, right? Yeah, that's I'm looking it up on. Unless the dictionary lies. No,
0: that makes sense. I mean, I've heard Soma, in a bar called Soma Lounge.
1: Yeah, so it just must be a, a cool Sexual way to be statement. Typical. And it just you know it just kind of goes into this, but it's very weird because I mentioned the Beatles before and. I know people get so angry because it's such like a uh, pejorative word now just to say anything is like the Beatles, but they have that great structure of song that it's like goes right into the melody, kicks with that just detet��니다. it's just the the driving beat that playing. goes all the way through. in the background. Yeah,
0: there you go.
1: Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and it's just—it's very, very simplistic, and I think that that's what draws people to this band because it was just—it was so cool. And then they progressed so much more throughout the rest of their albums, uh, under the cover of darkness, and with Julian's vocals changing a little bit, and and you can hear that chirpy little guitar that they have in the back too—that kind of signified their sound with Albert Hammond playing the rhythm guitar, and then um, uh, what's his face, Nick. <laughs> Nick Valencia playing that cool solo part, just of just chirpy upper uh, upper neck of the guitar, and I love it. I love this This song. This whole album sounds amazing. I, I was gonna like say it. the the reason I was uh, now I, now I'm going back to it. The reason it reminded me of the Beatles is because it seems like an album that you can listen to all the way through and then not get sick up. Thus
0: know? far, I disagree with you, but let's see. Maybe it was just a one song that I didn't like. Let's hear what the next one is. Barely legal. <laughs> just
1: the way That's Paul, Paul likes it.
0: So this is see, see. I like this already. I've never heard this song. Never. Denner. Again, I don't like the canned
1: vocals here. Well, you got to take yourself back to 2001 for a second, Paul, because think about an album that came out and no one sounded like this. Nobody did these canned vocals. And opals. they were hipsters, too. They wore those skinny jeans for the first time. They wore the tightest jeans in yeah. all of history. In fact, they were painted on most of the time. And their hair was so cool, it like just went in yeah. front of their face. They are fashionistas. No smiles ever. And sunglasses. <laughs> I love that look. So, this is barely legal. Let me see if we've got any info on the rest of the album. It's
0: And another thing, you know, and I've talked about this before, I'm a big vocals, lyrics, and vocal sound. I like the sounds of good vo- vocals, and I like the good lyrics.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The lyrics don't move me here, but I also. Is that my chair making the noise? Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was me. We just had a boom in the studio, and I was oh, just. my chair. <laughs>
0: um, I also don't like the can. I mean, I you know, maybe the reason why I liked. That uh, modern age song was because it was the only one that, that wasn't really canned vocals mm-hmm. as much. But, yeah. but so far, Barely legal is barely interesting to me.
1: Paul, do you want to know what The Strokes' favorite foods are? No. <laughs> what are they? Ramen noodles? <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, Julian Casablancas, the uh, the lead singer of The Strokes. What do you think his favorite dishes? Uh Something vegan. Oof, close. Lasagna. Oh, it could be vegan. Oh, Lord. Um, well, Nick enjoys a juicy pineapple oh dear Albert prefers what watermelon <laughs> actually coconut <laughs> kiwi J- uh, the Japanese BBQ favorite kushiyaki. oh
0: dear god and
1: the rest of the band is less picky um <laughs> the fab group c- claims to enjoy a hearty feast of food and water while Nikolai <laughs> my man we've become a fanzine <laughs> what's your favorite color what's his favorite color <laughs> doesn't say what is strip color, but I'm guessing teal
0: <laughs> teal is probably a good guess. Mm-hmm. I would guess that as well, yeah, barely legal doesn't doesn't cut it for me, you I'm know. Gonna- I'm going to say pass on that song.
1: You're going to do a pass? Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of Barely Legal, Julian Casablancas is actually known to frequent many strip clubs, or at least he used to maybe in, in his more wild days, but he doesn't really like them. His first experience was actually in 2002, oh, so maybe after this album came out, and it disturbed him so that once he got home, he had to beat off twice.
0: <laughs> you know, his, his dad, <laughs> is the, the, he started the whole modeling company. Right? Really? Yeah, Casablancas. His dad is a... It's, that's why they got so big, because they would have all these hot models at their shows. And, oh. Uh, and, you know, they obviously liked the music, too, but he had the connections, because his dad was like the modeling agency guy.
1: You are so right. John Casablancas. Yeah. Yeah, he... Oh, my gosh. So, He's that's why he doesn't like strip shows, because he, he was surrounded by beautiful models his whole life. Wow. Julian Casablancas also has a brother named Fernando. Makes sense. Wow. Okay. Well, let's just... We digress enough. Uh, that's very interesting. And by the way, all these facts that I'm I'm saying <laughs> are not coming from my mind. They're from the website nme.com. So if anything is not true, don't blame me. Blame that website. Yeah. Let's Let's go on to the next song. Here.
0: Someday is next, which is... I know this song. This was a hit.
1: This was the second hit, right? Yeah. Because I remember... You're, you're exactly right, because I remember seeing this music video... After last night, which right. was in this vein of like talk sh- late night talk show, kind of Johnny Carson style. And then someday, I can't remember what the music video was like, please write us at our new email and tell me what it was all about. I guess I could yeah,
0: this right. was a song that, you know it didn't it didn't I don't understand why this was the second release. I didn't like it as much as last night, and I was like,. eh I mean, it's not. not they, the, the vocals aren't as canned as the rest of them. I, I think they're a little upfront, a little more than the other songs. Mm-hmm. But it's still like, I don't. I don't. There's no hook in this song, really, to me.
1: Oh, you have you heard this song all the song? You've heard it all the I way have through. Heard, I have. The, the hook is right at that pre-chorus coming up right here. My like yeah, that's like the recovery.
0: The uh, the resolve, if you will.
1: Okay. I still... I don't like the song. Ah, man. Takes me back. Again all of these albums that we've been listening to from the early 2000s and mid 2000s re- these are your glory days these are my glory days it all reminds me of just driving to high school with my brother in the side seat and that's <laughs> just being super late to Marian Catholic in, in <laughs> Woodstock and my brother being like we're gonna be late again and I'm like chill man I just, I just pictured I you just guys
0: in a in a motorcycle with a sidecar, <laughs> and like you guys had some weird helmets and you're just going to school They're like why is everyone looking at us <laughs> just, that's how I pictured you right now with your brother <laughs>
1: I wish, blasting the strokes, so we'd be the two coolest guys in school. Except that wasn't what it was like. It was more like a Ford Taurus oh, beige. Ew. All right, so let's go to the next one. This is Alone Together. Alone Together. Together.
0: I'd have never heard this song.
1: No now. You can definitely see the consistency of these songs. what do you think about when you uh, when you listen to these songs like what place does it take you to in your mind
0: I don't see I didn't have a connection to these songs what I do see though in listening to them now after I already got into the Killers is you can see where you know, and, and the book kind of talks about this too I know I talk about that book a lot but it really does show mm-hmm. what Brandon Flowers did he took their music to a new level and just made them more poppy and more acceptable mm-hmm. and like this is this is the structure he used. He probably went, "I'm going to do these and make them more poppy." Yeah. these songs aren't poppy, and I don't think they wanted to be poppy. Julian made a point that he didn't want to be poppy, but they're not poppy, and they're not good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know this. <laughs> Tell us fans. how you really feel. <laughs> I, they're gonna,
0: I'm going to get some hate mail. It's fine. I, it's just my <laughs> thoughts. I, I, you know, I like them. I think they're they di- they did their part for music but this song doesn't do so far the only song i liked is the modern age
1: you know you can tell that this is a good middle of the album song too because it's just like the quirky kind of more rockability song it's the same it's the same kind of structure that we've been seeing with um appetite for destruction they kind of slam Uh, well those songs are phenomenal
0: every song on that album (laughs) and every album this one is not on that not even close.
1: You know what? If anybody out there is listening right now who thinks <laughs> Michael, what are you talking about? You you compare this band to the Beatles and amputee for destruction. Just you know, write us, and then I will be glad to explain, to explain what I'm talking
0: about. But the, the thing is, is um. This is a song that you, this album will play in the background when you have to like do a term paper yes. or like you're just like whatever, what is it that the, the kids do now? They're creating websites and all kinds of weird stuff. You're, you're they're, updating they're your Facebook. Yeah. This is a good background coding <laughs> album. It doesn't make you move or anything and then maybe like one or two songs. So like I'm going to take a break and really enjoy this song. Yeah. Not this song. Yeah. But maybe the next one.
1: <laughs> well, the next song is the best song to do that too. It's last night. Their one smash hit that just broke them through in the homes of all the boys and girls. Mostly girls. Mostly girls. MTV skyrocketed them with this fantastic, fantastic beat. One of my favorite songs growing up, and I think I listened to this song more than probably I did my homework in high school.
0: I got to give him credit. I mean, it's a cool song, and it's a great original sound. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's definitely not one of my favorite songs, but I do appreciate the song for what, what it is. It's got hooks. It's catchy, but I, it's just not, it doesn't do anything to me. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, at the one time, this album was considered by the, uh, the article, well, the magazine, The Observer, as a world-changing moment. Its impact was immediate and dramatic on music and attire because everyone wanted to look like them, everyone wanted to sound like them. Yeah. And it, that's so true because when I when I first heard the, uh, last night, I went to my I got my guitar and I wanted to learn how to play it. This was one of the first songs that I learned. It was between this and Blink 182's uh, Dude Ranch <laughs> that I was I was trying to learn. But I remember trying to find this.
0: You went to Urban Outfitters and got some skinny jeans.
1: Oh, it was nothing but skinny jeans
0: it was <laughs> and you I, got like that shirt and the and the jean jackets
1: that they wore. I wanted to wear the vest that they oh, used yeah, to yeah, wear, yeah, yeah, okay, the like kind of like Indian kind of look uh, Indian uh, yeah, it was like the it was like this great like tan hide uh vest that I think that they would they would wear back in the day it was Googling it was fantastic hair, clothes,
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's a great song, and they get credit for that that's. So, I mean, although I do still like the Modern Age song better than telling me the truth, mm-hmm. but uh, but I do I do uh, appreciate that song and what it did for music in the aughts, and uh, they should get credit for that.
1: Yeah, it was it's number ten in U.S. top vinyl sales, That's and that Skinny Tie
0: they brought that back too. Oh, the Skinny Tie! We forgot tie. about that. They were they in Converse, I believe, was part of their...
1: Oh image. yeah. They had they had the look, they had they had it all because they had cool names, they were cool guys, this was an awesome song. And I remember I couldn't figure out how they made that great like 60s guitar sound of that ting ting ting. The way that they used their amplifiers and everything was just it was, it was it was instrumental in the way that people saw music because we turned from what bands were were hot and in the early 2000s, Britney Spears and all this great in sync was at its its all-time high. Mm-hmm. And then this Friggin' gritty rock band pulls
0: through. They were, they did bring rock back to the to the to the table uh, in terms of pop culture and pop music. But again, eh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Paul, you know what? Fight me. You are you are hard to explain. This is the next song. This is the next song.
0: (laughs) This is a cool song already. I never heard it. You've never heard this Let's song before? What, but then the canned vocals are going to probably ruin it for me.
1: And the interesting thing is the lyrics are so simple and so easy. Which Let's I don't like. A second. I like
0: complex vocals.
1: Ah, there's the canned voice again. But listen how he's belting out those vocals unlike all the other songs. This is kind of like their ballad almost, you could say. You know who I feel bad for in this band? The bassist and the drummer, just Basic. keeping <laughs> dun 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 dun. Yeah, dun, they are like, like role players, but that's that's an
0: important part. You know, when we when we listen to Cranberries way back when, mm-hmm. they the guitarist did simple stuff. It was just the vocals were front and center because mm-hmm. Dolores O'Riordan was yeah. the main thing. But uh, but yeah. th- this is just they're just trying to create catchy songs, and mm-hmm. this is a catchy song. I I like this song, too. Speaking of of the songs.
1: uh, This is a great song. Speaking of Dolores O'Riordan, I saw this amazing band at South by Southwest. Everyone should go check out this great band called Kitten. They they did a cover of the Cranberries. Yeah, you sent me that. It was one of the greatest covers I've ever seen of that song. I mean, well, I don't want to put your band to shame, but they were pretty good. Uh, What was your band called again? Uh, Which one? The one that did all the Cranberries," Shine Boy." Oh yes, Shine Boy." How can you forget? I, I see that every single day. Yeah, so this is a great song. Uh, go check out Kitten if you want to see them play a great uh, cover of Loris O'Leary and Cranberries. So,
0: so we're we're approaching a controversial point in this album, mm-hmm. which is uh, the number nine. On the album. Can Number nine. What what happened here? So when it started is on the US version of the CD, and then New York City Cops was on the UK version. Mm-hmm. And I think it had to do with nine eleven, right? Or something to do with that?
1: Yes, uh, that is that is correct. Um that was it, you forget about how chilling of a time two thousand one was too, because that's when nine eleven happened. I mean, there I remember the immense wave of songs and censorship that happened on the radio. The song uh Sugar Cult. Sugar Cult was about to be a huge pop punk band and their greatest song was uh, it was about blowing up your neighborhood. And before September 2001, it was a great pop song. No one ever thought that it had any um, kind of nefarious connotations. And then 2001, September happened and they needed to change all the vocals. That band fell out of existence and it didn't get to be uh, the song that they wanted it to be. But yeah, that was the explain so here we go the song so which
0: version are we gonna play the UK version for our UK fans or what
1: song is next let's play New York City Cops because we are talking about it so much let's check it out here All right, so this song was originally on the album, like you mentioned, but removed after September 11th because the line "New York City cops ain't too smart." And during the time when we're trying to be, when we were patriotic, and we still are patriotic, uh, it wasn't this, the kind of message that the that the label wanted to to put out there. To be honest, it's it's interesting to see the memories of the, of hearing these albums and thinking that there was a time when record labels really took. Uh, took heart into what their musicians were putting out and now a lot of people are are putting out their own music nobody really minds as much all right let's blow through that song real fast the? what was the uh
0: when it started was the one that that was what was that song i'm confused so
1: that was new york city cops that's not on the version that you buy in the u.s no that was not on the u.s version and when it started was when it started was and this is when it started okay Yes, I remember. See, I remember this. Now, one. this is a cool song. I, you know, I remember. It's <laughs> one time we were in high school. We were allowed to play music on the when we were working out in the gym because we had a gym class which was just weightlifting, and it was what all the seniors took to get out of gym class. And you could just show up late, and everyone got a chance to put on their own album. And every week it was the popular kids who put on rap albums it was always rap ludicrous this ludicrous that um not ludicrous that day but i remember i would put on the strokes every week and everyone would be like what the hell is this and they'd they'd boo me and and they would be they wouldn't be able to get their their like uh workout on because the music hit was their too relaxed peak
0: yes and then the teams would all lose that week with the <laughs> strokes <laughs> Which is consistent with their anti-establishment brand.
1: Yes. Can we just talk about the, the band name real quick, too? The Strokes? When The first time you heard that band name, what, what were your thoughts? Um, well, I thought, yeah, it was
0: kind of a weird name. <laughs> and it's kind of hard to Google, too, as you pointed out before. Yes.
1: <laughs> I was trying to before find some, we started. Yeah. some info on this, and, and I needed to look at, my, at our company's computer. And let's just say you don't want to look up random stroke facts before you <laughs> look up this album. Uh, is that the last song on the album? no sir what's the last one
0: we've got more we got we've got um trying your luck okay number 10
1: so this next song is another good one and if you want to oh we're not supposed to talk about when we recorded i was going to make a saint patrick's day reference but i can't
0: (laughs) (laughs) no you could say it (laughs) trying your luck what's your saint patty's reference
1: It was just about trying your luck and that being the the next song. Because of the Irish? Luck of the Irish. Gotcha. And luck of the strokes. No, that makes sense. See, this is a cool song. Yes. I already like it. This
0: is what the problem is. I'm like, all right, I can get into this. I like it. It's catchy. It's got a nice beat. It's got a hook. And then his voice just kills it for me.
1: It's it's just the the, con- the connection of Aunt Albert Hammond Jr. and Nick Valencia creating that great tapestry of guitar parts. It really just drives the song. And then you don't need a lot of bass and and drums. You don't need any fancy fills or anything. There, there are that great, great
0: song. yeah. I agree with you. the vo- the guitar The guitar structures are really cool, and I like the intricacy of the two guitars playing. All that stuff's awesome. I honestly, if the vocals are not there for me, I lose interest. Unless <laughs> yes. they're, unless they're singing some cool shit, yeah, but that's not happening here. You,
1: that's a f- that's a, actually a familiar uh, argument that is made with Julian Casablancas's side project band, The Voids. That you can't hear if you don't like these can vocals. If you listen to The Voids, especially their first album, that was him singing in a garbage can. Basically, he's it's. I all think that muffled. would be
0: better. At least there'd be an echo chamber. <laughs> but yeah, that song is is cool. I, I, again, like. The vocals kill me, and and and, and uh, a lot of these songs are starting to sound redundant. Like my my uh, criticisms. So now we're on the last song. Mm-hmm. Thank God. <laughs> take hey, it or hey, leave hey. it. Take it or leave it. And this is a song you like.
1: Yeah. You know what, Paul? You can take it or leave it because this is a great song, great album. And here we go.
0: This is a great song. I do mm-hmm. know
1: this song. Mm-hmm. See that repetitive chirpy guitar sound comes in again. Everything going that really beat. good. And then his vocals come and running. <laughs> but listen to how that bass just that just builds that vocals. If if you're if you don't like yeah. the canned vocals here, it's, I like it here because muffles it. I she was and then here it comes screaming vocals. Oh god. It's trying to be the clash here.
0: If you wanna hear someone screaming vocals with some echoes, listen to Combat Rock by the mm-hmm. Clash, nineteen eighty three. Now that's some God, I sound like an old fuck. But,
1: no, no, not but at no. all. But sound like you know, what you're talking I about I wasn't
0: I was even well no, I was born in eighty three. But but uh, but I, I just I can't get into this album, man. I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say I do appreciate the Strokes for what they did for music in that period, and mm-hmm. this album especially. They deserve all the credit and accolades they get, um, especially for what they brought to the sound uh, of the of the era, the New York scene, mm-hmm. and uh, being the, on the forefront, the grandfathers, if you will, of the the New York sound in the 2000s. But you know, it's just kind of like it's kind of like they set that they set the they set the, they set the the pace for everything, but they just weren't as good as the Killers and Kings and Leon who came after them, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. That's kind of like when you, when you say, uh when your little brother acts like you, and you're like, you're acting like me. He's like, you're acting like me. And you're like, no, you're acting like me because I came first. Yeah. You're not allowed to say that. Walter
0: Payton had an older brother who played football, too, and he played football because of his brother. But Walter Payton was clearly better. Michael Jordan had a brother who played basketball, mm-hmm. but clearly... Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. This is the same thing.
1: Hey, do not get down on Ronald Jordan. He was good too. <laughs> it's not Ronald. <Reynolds. laughs> You're just making up names.
0: And I don't know if he's an older brother. I do know Walter Payne's brother was older, but um or maybe shit. I don't know. But I know he played, he wasn't as good. And the strokes are that. They they without without them, there would be no killers, there would be no Kings of Leon, mm-hmm. there would be no um Vampire Weekend, all the, mm-hmm. all those great bands who I like a lot more. But we've come to the point. Where we have to um, give the ratings, right? Yes, this is
1: everyone's favorite part of the show when Paul gets to shit on whatever album we're (laughs) listening to. That's Uh, not true. I'm just, I'm just more. I already know you're going to go into how you're going to say that this is the Dave Payton of albums. Dave uh, Payton, that was his brother. No, I'm just making that up. We're not anything but accurate on this podcast. We are nothing if we're not accurate.
0: (laughs) That's our saying, but I'm going to say since our our rating system is based on 11 on the Facebook because at 11 that's when you can't see the names of who liked your stuff, Yes, I'm going to give this three likes, Wow, three thumbs down, (laughs) an emoji with sunglasses because they're cool and hip, and uh, and the emoji with those uh, skinny jeans. Oh, that's it.
1: This is your lowest rating yet. Lowest rating of
0: all the albums. We've you had. even gave Kanye more than I that. liked Kanye. I just didn't like certain. I didn't like. You the didn't like, skits. like the bits. Yeah. <laughs> Let the comedians do that shit, man.
1: If you want to hear a great podcast, not the tutor on horn, but the hearing Paul talk about those skits was probably my favorite moment on this podcast so far. Uh, okay, three likes. Wow. Three likes. Well, three thumbs down. Yeah, three likes. I mean ultimately that's three
0: out of eleven. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm giving this album. Mm-hmm.
1: Three okay. And a half. Um, we were talking about this before the podcast they put out a lot of great albums yes. in fact I found that they kind of matured in their sound and the more that I would listen to the strokes I got into them more so in the later albums than this album but this was the original this was the creme de la creme the uh, the numero uno I love Albert Hyman Jr.'s guitar I love Julian Casablancas's singing I'm gonna give this 7 likes I'm going to I'm going to pair you up with double sunglasses. Oh, lady dancing. Lady dancing. What's the relevance? Oh, cuz they have models. The models dancing, shows. of course, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm going to also just um just hug my keyboard. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm going to do. I'm going to hug it gently. 7 likes. Yes. that's, that's
0: that's uh that's uh that's consistent with what you what I would expect from you on. Yeah, this
1: one. because I think I gave uh gave Weezer pretty high marks, Blink-182, Kanye. Um 7 I'm it's yeah, I'm not going to go I'm not going to run out to see uh to, to get this album one more time or listen to it anytime soon. I do love this album and if, if a song is on, especially when I'm working out or something, I'll I'll keep it on. But yeah, 7 likes Humble
0: Brag, especially three. when I'm working out, which is 3 times a day. <laughs> Yeah, I got you, Michael. All right. Well, we've 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 concluded the strokes. We've done our part for the millennial generation mm-hmm. or the generation wires. Um, and this we got- is
1: not a millennial album. Two thousand one is the millennials. <laughs> there is kids that were like listening to Bieber and uh, and X, that's true. X- this is Generation wires.
0: Okay, that's I what can, we'll call it. Yes, that's your generation.
1: That's true. You're that's on the true. cusp.
0: Um, okay. Well. Um, that's a wrap you guys please um also we we uh we have our if you have albums you want us to review uh please email us at two guys one album at gmail.com that's the number two and the number one two guys one album at gmail.com um that's it for this episode. Thank this was you for fun. listening. Yeah, it was fun. I like I like shitting on bands, <laughs> even though I like them. I don't know why I do it, but I feel like you're too positive, so I have to I have to negate that. Yeah. Um,
1: I was trying not to be a stroke, as they say. <laughs> hey. This was fun. Email us. Check us out. Um, Paul, do you have any last words to the crowd? No. Uh, to follow me on, uh, on my Check out my
0: website, Paul F. Comedy. My name is Paul Farvar.
1: And this is Michael Heidman. You can check me out at michaelheidman.com. Good luck with spelling that. And until then, this is Two Guys, One Album.